0: Hi, everyone. Hi there. This is Holly. And Daniel. And you are listening to Halfway Saints.
1: On Halloween. I know. Oh. It'll come out tomorrow.
0: Mm-hmm. Tonight's not Halloween.
1: <laughs> In case anyone's wondering.
0: This is not a live broadcast.
1: No, I'm... I couldn't imagine doing that.
0: I mean, we pretty much
1: do. Well, that we'd actually. have to do it. It'd have to be like 8 o'clock on a Sunday night. I guess people are hanging around. I mean, Isn't that no what else? people do? <laughs> what do real people do on the weekends? <laughs>
0: I have no idea. Definitely not listen to us. But um, yeah, thank goodness this isn't a live broadcast. No.
1: But so when this comes out, it will be Halloween. It
0: will be Halloween.
1: Jack is very excited about Halloween because I was trying to explain it to him on like Thursday, I think. <laughs> and so he's been really excited about Candy Day, which is what he's calling it. <laughs> <laughs> and then we went to two Halloween parties this weekend. So I'm pretty sure he's really confused about when Halloween really is. Yeah. But, Hopefully he'll figure it out tomorrow night when we go out and get candy.
0: Because there's only one night that you actually go to the houses and knock on the doors and get the candy.
1: Right, but he doesn't know that.
0: But you—that's how you explained it to him.
1: Yeah, he doesn't know. He just he, knows here's costume.
0: Because on the way to the
1: party tonight, he was like, Can I, "I'm going to eat some candy." And I said, like, mm. "I don't know. It might not be that kind of party." Then he asked if it was a cake party, which is the best kind of party. But <laughs> if you're
0: asking me, I told me. him
1: it wasn't a birthday party, so probably not. No. It was just a Halloween party. Yeah, So last year, uh, Jack had hand, foot, and mouth disease, Mm -hmm. so he couldn't go out trick-or-treating. No, he had to
0: dress up as sock hands.
1: And you know, here's the good thing. Well, here's an added bonus about Halloween when you have kids and they're little kids. You get all the candy. I know. Because he's not eating a whole bucket full of candy.
0: (laughs) Definitely not. They are. I know. Uh, One day we'll do that Uh, if Jimmy Fallon's still doing it. Is it Jimmy Fallon or Jimmy Stewart?
1: Well, Jimmy Stewart... (laughs) is he he? the guy who played uh in it's a wonderful life i don't know jimmy fallon and jimmy kimmel are the late night (laughs) jimmy stewart's the old actor (laughs) oh man i'm
0: like so out of touch no there are so many people who are dressing up for halloween this weekend and posting pictures on facebook and stuff of their costumes and i don't get like 60 percent of them because you're old i'm old and out of touch you are it happens i like people are dressing up as these weird things and i don't get them a lot of the, a lot of people dressed up as emojis this year.
1: Oh, that's it's like, kinda, that's a cop out. Yeah. And that, like those have been popular for a few years. I know, but now they're really big. Yeah. Cause they're, they're bigger on the screen. <laughs> oh God. I try. Yeah. The emojis are bigger now. If you have the new Apple. Yeah. The new the iPhone. iOS
0: um, stuff. Software.
1: Anywho, we've been gone for a while. Not gone. We haven't podcasted in a while. Yes, we've been we busy. Apologize.
0: We had uh Daniel's dad was visiting mm-hmm. and um stuff was happening.
1: <laughs> yeah, we've just been uh a lot going on. Yeah. Um but yeah, so we're we're getting back into it.
0: This is the first weekend in what 2 months that we haven't had either a soccer game or a event for my company. Yeah. It's, it's our
1: first free weekend in a long time. In a
0: very, very long time. <laughs>
1: And we so. still had a ton to do. We had two Halloween parties. Yep. Um. Other stuff to do. <laughs> yeah,
0: I can't remember what we did yesterday.
1: I don't know. Things have been happening. We've had, what is it? Five friends who had babies this week.
0: Five friends from Sunday to Sunday have had babies. That's crazy. And all every single one of them is from a different walk of life.
1: Like isn't, <laughs> isn't that life? Isn't that how it always is? But like, none no. of them know each other. Yeah
0: is crazy it's crazy all in the same week
1: well i mean th- it's crazy that we all know those people it's not crazy that five unrelated people have <laughs> babies in a week they probably have that in an hour or 10 minutes I don't yes
0: know. but that they're all connected by us
1: i never liked those stats that were like every six minutes a baby's born or something like that because it's, yeah, it's, it's not true it's the average i know yeah I, l- <laughs> I like my facts to be very accurate Every six minutes, it's likely a baby has been born in the preceding six minutes.
0: Oh, gosh. That's so much words. So much. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. That's so much words. That'd be so much words. (laughs) Uh, But, yeah. We've been busy, but Mm -hmm. we're happy. We did have... It was a relaxing weekend, at least. Today was really relaxing. Today was good. Yeah. Even though it was a Halloween party, it was just, like, a neighborhood Halloween party. Yeah. And it was,
1: like, at the perfect time. It was, like, after
0: Blaze's second nap. nap And that's the thing with two young children who are still napping mm-hmm. it's like you can't even yeah. you have house. like two
1: hours in the morning and two hours in the afternoon that's about it
0: yeah which is like if you gotta feed them, it like within those two hours mm-hmm. that's a whole hour gone yeah so you can't get out of the house so i feel a little trapped sometimes
1: well but we also can skip their naps we've done that before yes and it worked if well necessary. for a
0: little bit mm-hmm. but it was great because this was after all the naps. Mm-hmm. It took place after that, but then a big rainstorm. Yeah, it came. was. We came
1: home just before the like skies opened up. <laughs> it was crazy.
0: It th- oh, and Jack was so excited about. Jack thunder. was really excited
1: about it and the lightning.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, oh, every time it lightning. Oh, oh,
0: it's so funny.
1: uh But yeah, so good weekend. Mm-hmm. Gonna cap it off with a good podcast. Yes, we are. So. Since we're uh, releasing this on Halloween, we picked a very spooky scene. Spooky. We're going to talk about politics. <laughs> <laughs> ah! <laughs> Holly's going to be doing scary noises throughout. <laughs> <laughs> Here's weet, her- weet. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> that, look- that was a pig. <laughs> it was. <laughs>
0: Like a pig, right?
1: I just didn't, didn't mean for it.
0: You know, whatever, like the Grim Reaper sound.
1: But you're like from Psycho. I That's guess. the noise that plays in the background when, when, like, the shadow with the knife. I've never seen Psycho. Really? But
0: I guess I understand the reference. <laughs> Apparently. Yeah, there's so a big like, pig runs through the screen. <laughs> Nobody's like, ree, ree, ree. But is that what yeah. happens in Psycho? Sort of. A little bit. <laughs> Okay. that's the last time I saw like <laughs>
1: Um Yeah, so we want the elections, oh boy, is it next week? It's just next week. Yeah. It's terrifying. Um, it's kind of, well, finally, it's going to be over. Yeah. And before we get started, we're not going to tell you who to vote for or how you should vote. We just want to share kind of our things that we've been thinking about throughout this, it's not even been like three months, it's been like a year of election, it feels like.
0: It, re- it feels like seven years.
1: Oh boy! Don't exaggerate.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It feels like a long time. Yeah,
1: Um, but we just wanted to share kind of our thoughts on it and what we've, what we've been thinking about from a Catholic perspective while this is going on. And we've been, I I guess Pennsylvania is a what a battleground state, whatever they call it, swing state. state. Um, and in our county area particularly, we get tons of mailers. We probably get three or four mailers a day from various different races, different candidates, each telling us the other one's the worst. <laughs> that's know, pretty much I, what they- like,
0: What I hate about them is that, it's not how great the actual candidate is, mm-hmm. it's how bad the other one is. Mm-hmm. It's very frustrating, because it's just really mean.
1: And they're all done by different groups, so they'll be like one from a pack or something that's just, that says this person is terrible. Right. Because the ones actually from the candidates themselves are a little more
0: yeah, but, nuanced, I mean, but I don't really pay attention to. I just throw from... them away. We give it to Jack, yeah. and if
1: there's like a school on it, he's excited. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> but if there, some of them like they have scary pictures of oh. the <laughs> candidate and stuff, I keep those away from because they are scary. They are. Huh. But um.
1: Yeah, so we've been getting a lot of it, and um and there's a, there's well, been
0: what Go there on. have been like uh,
1: canvassers.
0: Mhm. But. Uh, Natalie Portman was yeah. just down the street from us. I guess us. Hillary
1: Clinton's headquarters isn't far from us, so there's been like celebrities mm-hmm. going in and out of there. I mean, Hillary for was her.
0: just in like the neighboring town from us two weeks ago.
1: Oh, she was?
0: Yeah, she spoke at the Crack. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then Trump was like up the road, and
1: mm-hmm.
0: they've all been here. Yeah, it's been. And his been uh, a lot. Tim Kaine's wife was up the r- just like a block away from me whenever I was having my last pop up shop.
1: Mhm.
0: Just, I just want to name drop a little bit. <laughs> like, hey, we're pretty cool over here.
1: Yeah. So we've been getting a lot of it in our area, and it's been, it's been a little much.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um,
1: but all this has kind of just gotten us to reflect on it. Um, and one big thing that I kind of just want to, at least to the Catholics in the room, kind of like just shout at them and Christians too, is that voting is an important civic duty, and as like Christians, we're called to be good citizens, so it's an important duty. But it is not by far our greatest Christian duty. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like during election time, there's a lot of like, almost this idea that the most important thing you can do as a Christian is vote, which I don't think is particularly true.
0: Mm-hmm. You agree? I do. I think that it is important to vote.
1: because
0: mm-hmm. um, we have to be involved, but it's not our abs. It's not the only thing by right. any means that we can impact our culture
1: yeah and you hear a lot of like public policy and like public discourse i feel like there's a lot especially in catholic intellectual circles there's a lot of like overlap with like this kind of catholic thinkers are also like really into like public policy and that kind of stuff like um like that magazine first things i feel like they're always talking about political things i'm like i don't know (laughs) (laughs) yeah but um but yeah, there's this overemphasis on, it's almost like voting is the only way you can show you're a Christian. Right. And it's, which is, I think, kind of detrimental in a lot of ways. Because I also think it ties into, it's not, and again, in Catholic circles around election time, there's the term social justice gets thrown a lot around a lot, which I, I'm not not a big fan of phrases to begin with, especially <laughs> when they become kind of detached from any meeting and just sort of thrown around or shouted at one another. Um, but during election time, you hear a lot, of, you hear social justice a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, we need a new word for it. It's true. Um,
0: because it, it has lost its meaning.
1: It has, sure. yeah. Um, but it, that is one area where it seems like people, a lot of people consider voting only way they can exercise that or seek to work for social justice
0: it's really easy if you have that mindset to to kind of voting i don't want to um voting is important we should do it for sure Uh, we need to take action there but it's really easy if, if you vote to be like okay i voted that job is done
1: yeah. You know, and kind right. of like... I voted for this candidate. They want to do this, so I never have to work in a soup kitchen again.
0: Exactly. Yeah.
1: I feel like there's... Or it's... Uh, I'm going to vote for this candidate because they do this despite, you know, other views they have, which may not be in line with Catholic teachings. but I'm doing social justice, so I'm doing this. Mm-hmm. Whereas you could probably do a lot more good not voting someone into office who is going to push for less restriction on abortion and then maybe actually work with poor people directly. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like that's a better response than the other way around.
0: Yeah. It takes discernment to understand like, um, what, what political action that a person, like a political figure could take on important issues. Okay. I just forgot what I just said (laughs) (laughs) in the middle of the sentence, but it's, when you're discussing like abortion versus how they have, uh, economic um, policies policies that could help the poor, what kind of things are you able to help with, and what kind of things are they able to help with? So yeah. like, can you help me make out this point?
1: That you, it's you, not all issues are the same.
0: Yes, some and, things and we it, don't have a we don't have the power to impact. Like what? Uh, what i was trying like one point that i'm trying to make is that i'll just make your point i know
1: (laughs) (laughs) don't try to wrap it up in (laughs) a lot of uh grandiose words
0: i was trying to like say it without talking specifics but so like with abortion i can't i can't impact it with um going to like planned parenthoods and abortion clinics and stuff and talking with mothers and Mm -hmm. doing that but um, I can't do, I can't change laws, right. but uh, with, uh, economic strategies, I can provide food for the hungry in right. a more tangible way. So
1: you're saying you, you, necess- since abortion is legal in the United States, you can't go out there and stop it from happening. Whereas with working with the poor, you can go out there and alleviate at least one person suffering. Right. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. So like something yeah. Some things the policy on some areas is more makes more of an impact than in other areas. Exactly. <laughs> and that's And kinda, something,
0: some things take us doing them rather than a politician doing them. Right. Yeah. To make a change. Is the that's real true. point that yeah. I'm trying to make.
1: Like no politician is going to be able to pass laws that instantly evangelize everyone or instantly, uh, tells people they matter, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, but there are some laws that, that endanger certain people, right? Whether they be immigrants or those who are impoverished or those who are unborn. Um, and also if you're the USCCB publishes like a voter guide each election year and it's, they lay it out much more eloquently. Um, Kind of, what you should prayerfully consider when voting, mm-hmm. and you know, there's endless number of bishops and theologians and philosophers who talk about um, kind of a hierarchy of not needs. What am what I looking for? There's a hierarchy of issues. Some issues take precedent over right. others. Mm-hmm. Um, so there, all that is out there feel free to research it on your own. I don't want to harp on it too much because we're not going to say anything new that you haven't heard before. Mm -hmm. Um, Or anything that we have the authority to say anything about. But off of that, I think something personally I've, um, not adopted, but like that I like to keep in mind is when I'm considering a candidate, is anything that they're in their platform going to prevent me from kind of living out the gospel? Mm-hmm. So if a candidate, maybe they're for, I don't know, um, cutting some sort of public welfare program, you know, is that going to prevent me from helping those people? You know, like if there's no federal money for that, are people still going to be able to donate money to that program mm-hmm. versus is this candidate going to um, make something illegal so that we cannot help that. So if there, you know, and there are um, laws that are very specific, like um, I don't think Philadelphia has it, but there's some cities where giving money and food to the homeless is illegal. What? Yeah.
0: That's crazy. It's, and
1: it's designed to discourage them from begging and get them into sort of public. Health um stuff. Yeah. Or housing. Housing. Stuff. But, yeah, so an issue like that, if someone passes a law like that, that would prevent you from going out and ministering to them if that's a minister you have. Hmm. Whereas, um, you know, if someone is saying we're not going to provide federal money for this particular area, it doesn't prevent you from working in that. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like there are some policies that are restrictive and there are some policies that are simply um, shifting the responsibility of that to someone else. I want her to explain that like it kind of... um, between, like, the two major parties, it's accused, like, each group is accused of not caring about one certain group of people, whereas it's really they just disagree over how to serve that group of people. Does that make sense? Like, so one party um, may want less federal money for federal welfare programs, whereas another party may want more money, federal money. It's not that either of them don't want those people helped, it's the it's where does that money come from yeah which and i'm sure people will disagree and say failing to provide federal money is not helping them but yeah it's the equivalent yeah so yeah so there <laughs> so no but shrug. yeah and i think especially with catholics thinking if all with all of these policies am i going to be able to live out the gospel as fully mm-hmm. in my own day-to-day life
0: i the way that i have or the motto that i have adopted this election season has been it's a little extreme but
1: <sighs> <laughs> kill them all at like god sort of <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
0: um has been like in the end when i am dead and at the gates of heaven can i defend my vote to the lord Mm-hmm. Can I, like, stand behind with confidence that this was what I should do? Mm -hmm. And if I think about that, like, eternal consequence in that way, it makes me think of the candidates in a much more realistic Mm -hmm. manner.
1: And also, let us be clear, neither Holly nor I are voting for either major party candidate. Mm -hmm. We don't like Hillary Clinton. We don't like Donald Trump. So we're sorting through the uh the third party candidates yep. <laughs> to see who we can really say I am co- you know I'm casting my vote for this person and I have confidence and True sort of confidence. faith in this vote and I feel like you know this is a good reflection of who I am
0: right and a lot of people and both parties are really capitalizing on this are saying if you vote for a third party then you are just casting your vote we, for Trump or casting your vote for Hillary We
1: seriously got a mailer that said like Uh, it was for Hillary Clinton and it literally said, um, a third party vote is a vote for Trump. (laughs) It's like word for word.
0: I was like actually offended by one that said, um, if you vote for, who is it? Johnson, some other Jill Stein Stein. And then the third option was, uh, if you have kids listening, shield their ears was D's nuts. 2017 or 2016. Oh, like a
1: like a write-in kind of. Yeah, it was like fake thing. It was
0: like a fake thing. It was said D's nuts as a person, <laughs> and I was like, excuse me, that is not appropriate for yeah. a political mailer to say that.
1: And that's another thing. This election has been like, especially with things coming from like the Donald Trump camp, has been like, it shouldn't be on like daytime television. Like it exactly. should be like late night television.
0: No, and then it's so easy for Hillary's. Uh, Camp to say like, just show snippets of that and say yeah. our children are watching and it's like well I know, the,
1: uh. <laughs> but you're showing it too but
0: I know, um. But so what I was saying was that um, uh, people are saying that your vote could somehow be for the other person if you're voting for that per- or voting for a third party which doesn't make any sense, logically. I mean if you just follow it it doesn't make any sense, um, because uh, the, okay. I'm getting a little tripped up here <laughs> um, our nation is a great nation we have a privilege of being in a democracy where we can vote and that we have our voices heard in a true democracy it's having everyone's voices heard and so we need to vote um sincerely not mm-hmm. strategically
1: yeah
0: you know we need to to vote with the person that we actually believe could lead our country into greater things. prosperity
1: for the mm-hmm. future. <laughs> Sorry. Why
0: are you gotta derail? Like the one good thing. No, it, wasn't, it was a very good thing. It's a
1: very good thing. I added some flourish at the end. I'm helping.
0: Oh, thanks. Um,
1: it's funny you say that because the the strategy of kind of a lot of people in the Republican and the Democratic camp is uh, we don't want the other side to win. Right. Like that's pretty, and I think. Both parties ended up with a candidate a large part of them didn't want. And it's kind of come down to, well, we don't want the other side to win. Mm-hmm. I'd rather vote for this guy than, th- well, we can't say guy because there's a guy and a girl way. <laughs> I don't want to ver- vote for this person, but I don't want the other person to win.
0: Right. So I'm going to vote for this person just so the other person yeah. doesn't win. But there are good third-party candidates out there. Yeah. So um, are they going to win? Probably not. But can I stand before a creator at the end of my time? Um,
1: <laughs> and confidently say. on Holly's time now.
0: And confidently say that my vote was for this person. Yeah. I need to have that peace.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also, we. I feel like this is a. This would have been like a prime moment for the country to say, like, we this isn't right, we ended Mm -hmm. up with candidates we don't want to vote for, and to actually do something about it. Right. Whereas it just fell back into Democrat and Republican again. Right. Like, it's almost like, really? Mm -hmm. Like, this would have been a good chance for us to say something is seriously wrong with both parties. They're, like, really polarized to the point of people within the party are like, what is going on?
0: Mm Mm-hmm.
1: But we, everyone just kind of fell into place, and we're like, okay, we'll just do this. And we just
0: get right back into the rhythm. Of yeah, it, whereas where if, we could really make a change here. Yeah. I mean. Yeah, I
1: yeah. think. They are have, some polls are projecting Evan, uh, McMillan could win, uh, Utah.
0: That's I was just reading that <laughs> on the tweeter.
1: On the tweeter.
0: Um, but which, that's pretty interesting.
1: It is, and third party candidates have I think have won. I think um, Ross Perot won a few. Electoral College votes.
0: I don't understand the Electoral College. I'm gonna be honest. It's no, you don't have to (laughs) explain. No, no, no.
1: It's uh, no, it's easy. There's instead of it just being a popular vote, each state is allotted a certain number of votes based on their population. Because if otherwise, you would just campaign in New York, Texas, and California, and forget all the other states. Mm
0: -hmm. Because they're the most people.
1: Yeah. So instead it's saying, okay, New York, you're probably all going to vote for this one person. So we're just going to say you have whatever it is, like 20 votes.
0: Okay, I get it.
1: it. Whereas they may have, you know, a third of the population. Mm
0: -hmm. That was what my idea of the Electoral College was, but I didn't know for sure.
1: And you technically, when you vote, you're not voting for that candidate. You're voting for an elector who has said they will vote for that candidate. Really? Yeah, and some state ballots they will actually have the elector's name. And you can have a rogue elector who goes against what?
0: What? Then what's the dang point? <laughs> <laughs> Why?
1: I don't know. Then They're not supposed the... to. They probably won't ever get to do that again, but... <laughs>
0: what? Okay, well, wait a Well, because
1: it's back, whatever, 200 years ago, you couldn't, like, you had to send someone to go vote for you, you know?
0: So, why do we still have that?
1: Because it better... Um,
0: why do we have the, the elec- elector? Elector? Because elect- that's how it is. Well, God. okay, we need some reform. <laughs> Holly doesn't like that.
1: <laughs> it doesn't happen very often. But that's why in some states, like I think Vermont... Some states, it's like winner-take-all. So, if you win the popular vote, you get all the electors. But I think in like Maine or Vermont or something, it's by district... So, you know, Vermont might have two electors voting for one candidate, two electors voting for another candidate.
0: Okay. We don't need to go any further here. <laughs> I'm really lost. You should, but your, your
1: dad taught civics. You should know he this. He didn't bring it home. He, <laughs> he we did it. not talk politics. He,
0: like, had a, uh, what is it? Like, out of principle, he would not talk politics at home. Hmm.
1: That's why you're so well-informed. That's why you're so well-informed. <laughs>
0: that's why I'm an idiot when it comes to politics. Hey, hey you're not an idiot. Thank you. I didn't mean idiot. idiot.
1: Um, yes. Anyway, um, back to what we were talking about before Holly's uh, civics lesson. <laughs> um, what were you saying? Um, we're I was talking saying about that third, the third parties. Party. Yeah, yeah. And that that, yeah, vote, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that
0: vote is actually important because that's what democracy mm-hmm. is based out of.
1: Yeah. Um. And one of the big issues always has to do with um, kind of like poverty and what do we, how do we solve the issue of poverty in our country and like what do we do about it and, um, you know, Democrats typically want more sort of federal money. Republicans want other groups to come in and fill that. Um, that's very general. I'm sure there's people who disagree with each. But um, the, I'm always. And I've heard, I think it was, like, some bishops say this recently, and I've kind of, like, bristled at it. Uh Uh-oh. Like a hedgehog. That, like, um, it's not, Christ never said, hey, we need to build a political system that eradicates poverty. Like, he says you will always have the poor. Yeah. He doesn't, like, and in his ministry, he doesn't, or in the Bible, he doesn't heal every single person that was alive at that time, you know, he heals specific people through personal encounters. And I think that should be the Christian approach to poverty. And that's what, um, uh, St. Teresa of Calcutta did. It was this, she was there and she was working. She wasn't, there's still poor people in, in India and in Calcutta. Like there's still a lot of poor people in Calcutta. She helped a small, you know, relatively small group of people. Um, I think we have to remember that's that's what christ like calls us to do Mm -hmm. is to help individuals and not necessarily like a whole system you know right
0: because there will always be poor Mm -hmm. no matter what um and i that like talks to you know suffering is not always bad like some Suffering can be redeeming. And so the mentality that we just need to get rid of it, get rid of it, get rid of it is this like flawed mentality that um suffering needs to be rid of where Mm -hmm. um
1: And we and we all need to be wealthy. Right. But,
0: But Saint Teresa of Calcutta talks talked a lot about how the West doesn't have hunger, the West um Catholic stuff. You should know. I was just talking about this. Okay. I was listening to them ten minutes ago. <laughs> a little fresh on my mind, but that um, the West doesn't have hunger, but they are still poor in spirit. That we may, and we do have hunger, Saint Teresa, but <laughs> <laughs> um, not like in India. Um, but that there are s- still within wealthy populations there are still people who are uh, spiritually poverty mm-hmm. or spiritually poor.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, so even if we were to feed every single person on earth or to give them all the money, we're still a broken world. Right. There'll still be spiritual poverty if not material poverty. Mm-hmm. Um
1: so And also like there's sort of uh a sort of a grace in suffering and in, in the Gospels. Christ talks about the the wealthy or you know it's, he says it's easier for a camel to go through a needle's eye than for a wealthy man to enter the kingdom of heaven. Mm-hmm. And it's that wealth and power and authority cloud our judgment in making us think we don't need anything else. Mm-hmm. So kind of just giving people money, raising them out of poverty, it's a good thing. It's not. I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but I'm saying um, as Christians, we're called to do more. Right. Like it would be more beneficial to one's soul, to show them love and affection and also provide for them materially, if mm-hmm. possible. Um,
0: but to, to show them that they have worth and that they mm-hmm. um, every person has dignity.
1: And you're also, when you're giving, you're tapping into sort of Christ's life within you, mm-hmm. you know? Um, I have one time had a, a priest in confession for my penance told me to go give alms I think I may have even mention that on the podcast. Um, and he said it's, he almost, I'm sort of paraphrasing, but he almost said it's not really, it's not just for them, it's for you. Mm-hmm. Like going out there and giving and um, just interacting with people who are suffering kind of brings out that Christ-likeness in you. Because mm-hmm. I think Christ's ultimate, gift to us was suffering, suffering and dying on the cross. So, it, like, in entering into that, into any suffering, we enter into his suffering. Mm-hmm. And I have um, noticed something I've, I forget when I started, but when we see homeless people, we usually try to give them, like, a granola bar or some kind of food, but also I always make a point to, like, shake their hands and ask their name. And it sounds so silly, but you always, like... I don't know. It's it's really easy to forget their people when you don't ask their name. Even if you could drop 100 dollars in their cup, but if you don't ask their name, it's like you know, you're whatever. just another person. Yeah, and something that's always and I know it's dumb, but I'm always like not surprised that they have normal names. That sounds really bad, but like oh, that person's name is Rich mm-hmm. or like Richie, like oh, he has a fun not a fun name. He has like, a name. Yeah. He's not like destitute person you know right. like he has a name and he had a and it just helps her connect you again to like that's a person he has a mother and a father who gave him that name he had you know he, he was a child been... once you know and it's just that's sort of that's that should be our approach to to poverty not who do I need to get in office to to solve this issue and at what other costs you know
0: and that that's not the solution to the issue right getting that person into office is not the the way to serve Mm -hmm. richie
1: yeah and in through you know with both i don't think anyone's under the illusion that either major party uh their platform totally aligns with catholic teaching like unless you're you know extremely deluded there's no way you can look at both platforms and say oh yeah catholics should be on this side or should be on that side um i think on certain issues it's clear where Catholics should be, but all of those issues aren't found on one part or the other. And Even looking through the third-party candidates, there's somewhere I'm like, oh, yeah, I like this and this, but this is kind of, I'm not so sure about that. And you're not going to find a perfect candidate who believes everything you do, but I think you have to apply the kind of test I was saying. Is this going to restrict my ability to witness to Christ and to live out the gospel, or is it just going to require me to, to go about it another way? You know, like if they do something crazy, I don't know, cut off uh, non-profit status for Catholic Relief Services or something like that, is that going to inhibit you from helping the poor?
0: Right.
1: No, it's not. I mean, it'll inhibit a lot of other people, but... It's still possible. Yeah, that's kind of very extreme, so it's a bad example. (laughs) You may not want to vote for that person anyway. (laughs) But those kind of things, you know, is it... Is it going to inhibit you from living out the gospel? Yeah. 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 So if you weren't confused before, <laughs> you should be now. And again, please do research on your own. Do research on local races because that actually has way bigger impact than the. They really do. Than the national race, like. Uh. Like the president and Congress, they do. That they have impacts, but. Um, local local government also has a big impact especially on um kind of those in your community so do the re- issue do the research on those too mm-hmm. i feel like that gets left behind
0: and whenever you do um vote um uh, uh okay if you do vote for your local politicians and you do the research and you uh, think of the causes that are important to your area, you become more invested in your communities mm-hmm. and you see the ways that um, your vote kind of plays out. And because you, you see it a little bit more mm-hmm. obviously in your area, and it be, makes it's just nice to be it's so nice. invested in your, <laughs> in your area.
1: Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) and actually think through issues. I'm always amazed that in both parties there are are, like stark contradictions in their platforms. That
0: is the worst. And it's It's, like
1: it's it's like no no sane human being would sit here and come up with all of these you know platform positions and be like okay those all make sense.
0: They don't because they don't stem from one thing. No, they just like evolved through lobbyists. Yeah, Yeah, like oh we'll
1: take this one. Right. Oh, we don't want the death penalty, but so you guys take death penalty. We'll take abortion. You guys take pro right. It's just, like, ridiculous. Gun so laws. Like, yeah. Yeah.
0: I'll just keep throwing, throwing out, out <laughs> hot, <laughs> button, hot <laughs> button topics. Yeah.
1: But it's... So, you know, think through the issues yourself. Don't... And I think people will just, like, lose their minds. I'm always surprised they about really how many, like, like, faithful Catholics, you know, on both sides, sort of the political spectrum, it's like, what... Like, what Did do you forget? do the rest of the, you know... Like, once every four years, you forget everything, like, you hear at Mass, you know?
0: I'm just sitting here shaking my head. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Twiddling her hair.
0: As always, yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So, that's our thought on it.
0: Yeah. Um, Well, no, this time next week, we won't know, yeah?
1: No, it'll be the day before. Mm -hmm. Oh, I have a dentist appointment on Election Day. I gotta reschedule it. We reschedule Okay. I, well, here's the thing. They make you make the appointment six months in advance. I have no idea what I'm going to be doing in six months. I don't even know when that is. Apparently, it's November 8th.
0: <laughs> Daniel's really upset about this. Well, well Daniel, we've also rescheduled this like three times already. I know.
1: Well, because I say, yeah, just schedule it and I'll have to reschedule it. <laughs> and with soccer season, I think I have a soccer game then on the 8th, too. What day
0: don't you have a soccer game?
1: It's almost done.
0: Two um, weeks. Oh, guys, come on. Let's get past these two
1: weeks. <laughs> We can do um, it. Yeah. Anyway, I forget what we're talking about. You got me all worked dentist up. <laughs> <laughs> Vote for politicians who will allow you to make your dentist schedule your appointment sooner. <laughs> <laughs> or at least hold like a week open and then I can pick the day. You know?
0: Yeah, I don't think that's very easy on them. Oh,
1: whatever. Yeah. It's not easy on me. I, Isn't that what's about it's, me? What I think?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Anyway, so... Um, yeah, so get out there and vote. Um, but do remember, your part. yeah, it's not. There's That's so not much more you got. can do, and be be nice about it.
0: I know when talking to people who are about either side or something that you disagree about with or whatever, uh, speak with charity.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Speak clearly, <laughs> unlike myself. Um, I hope that we made some sense. Yeah, I'm sorry if I can didn't. I,
1: one more comment. Oh what! One of the most frustrating things is with politicians is that none of them admit. I would love it if one was just like, you know, that's a tough question. There may not be a single right answer to it. Here's what I think.
0: Yeah. They're they all never like
1: do. it's always like this is exactly what we need to do, and it's so frustrating. And like, and you're an idiot for not thinking that. I
0: don't know. Whereas
1: like if people were just like, I don't know, that's tough. Let's talk about it.
0: Daniel does. Oh. You- I'm going to bring this up, Daniel. What? You disagree with it, We I, the point that I said at the beginning.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But I keep getting frustrated because I see people who are um, equating Christians with far-right conservatives, yeah. thinking that the gospel is the conservative platform. And they're like, how could you? Jesus doesn't love, um, like, what the death death penalty or Jesus doesn't do this, this and that and pointing out things about um the GOP where I'm like, Well, Jesus doesn't align himself with the GOP. Yeah. I don't know where you got this idea from. But for whatever because I think historically Christians normally uh vote conservatively because of the higher hierarchy of issues like we were talking about before.
1: Although Catholics historically vote Democrat.
0: Okay, well, I'm just saying Christians (laughs) here. Um, And just what I've witnessed with this election, that um, we're getting called out for being, like, crazy far-right conservatives, where I'm like, "Uh, no one ever said that Jesus was going to do this.
1: Yeah, and that's the thing. Is it, like, spider webs out? Like, so you talk about one issue, say, like, oh, yeah, I'm definitely pro-life. And everyone's like, oh, well, you must be all these other things on the platform. It's
0: like... No. no, no, no. Wait anyway. a second. But what it all comes down to is conversations. And I think that this is a good time. We're, like, running out of time a little bit because <laughs> next week is the election. But this is a good time to have hard conversations about serious issues with people who want to talk about it. Mm-hmm. You know, like, after this election is over, they're not going to be... It's not really on their mind anymore. Mm-hmm. So if you want to talk to somebody who's... Really um pro choice, and you want to, you know, engage them in conversation about it. Now's the time, but do it with charity.
1: I guess. Good luck with that. I mean, <laughs> I would not advise it. No, I'm just joking.
0: I'm just saying this is a good opportunity it is. for our it voices is. to be heard. Yeah. If we do it mm-hmm. with charity.
1: Yes. So everyone's going to do a write in vote for Holly Garden. Nope. <laughs> Don't I'll vote be... for you if you vote for me. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe there'll be like some sort of mistake, like some error. <laughs> Co-presidents. we will uh, be
0: terrible presidents.
1: No. Um.
0: Nobody vote for us. And, but you can't. Hopefully, we'll be here next week. Um.
1: Oh, <laughs> uh, hopefully we record an episode. Yeah. <laughs> Not that, that we'll like be the alive. The world's gonna end. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but um. I hope everybody has a great week. If you Mm -hmm. want to talk to us uh, before then, you can email us at halfway saintspodcast at gmail.com, like us on Facebook, and follow us on Twitter at halfway underscore saints. Thanks, everyone.
1: Bye, everyone. Bye.